Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. so nice today. Turn around and tell somebody near you today. Say, you look good this morning. Come on, tell them you look good this morning. Wow, Labor Day weekend. Now, you never know what to expect. We know a lot of folks travel and things like that, but what a beautiful group this morning. I am so glad you're here. Those that are traveling, we miss you. Get back in here, and we look forward to having you back. But what a great day it is to be in the Lord's house. Who's off tomorrow? Come on. Hey, man. Yeah. All right. Good. That's I like that. All right, man. Well, just... That means give the Lord all you have today. Just don't leave nothing on the table. You can rest back up tomorrow. Man, get recharged. But it's just a good day to be in God's house. And I want to welcome each person who's here today. If, you, uh, if you've if you joined us today for the first time, we always just want to tell you how excited we are God sent you. So we would like to do this. It could be you at home watching for the first time, you in the room. We just want to tell you we love you. So Faith or New Church, would you let our first-time guests know how awesome they are this morning? Yeah. Make yourself a home day. Good to have you. Good to have you back. If this has been a while, just glad you're here. And again, welcome our online family as well. And uh, But I want to do this. I want to jump straight into the Word. Anybody bring their Bible to church? Come on. Amen. Yeah. Come on. Amen. And if you like my shirt, this is going to be one of the ones we're going to be putting, having more shirts available soon. Folks have been asking, and so this came out of a... Wednesday night prayer time, and it just went from there. So, uh, yeah, so those will be going. People have been asking, how do I get that? You'll see. They'll be coming around soon. You'll be able to order, get those. But uh, turn with me, if you would, if you did bring your Bible to John chapter 4. Come on. Yeah. Y'all like it. Y'all get more excited than 11 a.m. I'm just going to say that. I don't know. Yeah, y'all are early. Hey, Amen. Y'all are early, and y'all get excited. I like that about you. But John chapter 4. If you use the YouVersion app, you may not be familiar with that app. It's a Bible app, and we use it here. You can click there on that app and click More Than Events, and actually follow along with me if you prefer. If you'd like to do it that way, always, it's on the screen. If you need a Bible, we give those away at Connect as well. So we want to make sure everybody has one. But John chapter 4, a little bit lengthy, longer, maybe a longer passage than what I would typically read in opening, but uh, it just needs to be read today. Amen? I don't know about you. Can we get too much Bible? Yeah, I don't think that's possible. But let's read this together. It says in John chapter 4, verses 5 through 18. I'm reading from the NLT. It says, eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sakar. This he is Jesus. It's a capital. This is, this is J, Jesus. Near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from a long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you're speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Man, that's some good water. Ooh, if you've ever drank from that well. 
but sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals that his sons and animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water that I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. She said, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Jesus like, got real personal, and he said, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands. And you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. We're going to pray, and we're going to open up and spend some time in God's Word today. I don't know about you. I love the Bible. Father, we, th- we come to you tonight or this morning. Lord, we just come to you so thankful, so honored, so blessed that we can gather and spend time as family around your Word. And we ask that you'll speak clearly. We'll hear and obey, and Lord, we'll see the fruit that remains in our life in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. I tell you, I love this story, and it's a powerful passage of Scripture. And I just uh, today I want to take some time, talk about it a little bit as we jump back into a series we're in right now called Relationship Goals. And um, if you have missed any of the Relationship Goals series, uh, they're out there. You can go to any of the places that you listen to podcasts. YouTube, any of those places, and check those messages out. I encourage you to do so. Um, Again, it's just important that we build godly relationships in our life. Amen? We need those things in our life. And what we've been doing over the last uh, few weeks, I guess, we have been spending time talking about the relationship of marriage. Now, as we've been digging into marriage, these are principles that we've been teaching, and I shared last week that these are principles that you can apply to your life, whether you're single married, young, younger, Uh, none of us are old, but whether you're young or younger, amen, uh, you can apply these principles to your life. And so uh, I share these principles in in premarital settings when I sat down with couples, uh, been praying about it and was asked and, and said, hey, let's jump into this and do this in this series. So last week we talked about the principle in building a marriage that will last. And these are also, again, relational things, again, in relationships that last, family that lasts. It's just important that these things get applied to our life. Now, there's a, there's a principle behind each letter in the word last. Now, last week we learned in the letter L, it, it, will, it stands for loving communication. Tell your neighbor, don't forget the L part. Come on, don't forget the loving part. Amen. And, and if you bring some loving communication, they're going to be way more open to hear you. I promise they will. So, so we want to do that. We learned last week that these are principles that we can apply at home, church, work. I mean, wherever that applies, we will see this. And we learned, and I, and I taught you a, a few ways that you can become a better communicator. The number one way was this, is that you be a good listener. 
Amen. It's important that we listen, that we take the time, that we listen to those who we're in relationship with, that we, we sit down when there's a conversation that needs to be had. Sometimes you may need to turn off the cell phone and turn off the TV and, and sit there and listen and be that listener. You, you're removing a way the enemy will work in your marriage when you say, I'm going to listen to you. You don't have to find anybody else. I'm the man, all right? I'm the woman, all right? So be a good listener. We, we talk secondly about making sure that you're creating that atmosphere of open and honest communication in the home. You create that. You design that in the home by, again, giving the, the spouse permission to be honest with you, to be just open with you and share their heart. But we learn this, that you make sure in your honesty, you're doing that in a loving, caring way, and you're choosing those words very carefully. Support it, how we speak to one another. Thirdly, we learn this. Even though, again, you may listen well, you may speak well, there's sometimes conflicts arise. And when they arise, resolve those quickly. Amen? Don't let those things just build up and eventually, because it will blow up. So, again, we want to make sure we resolve those things. And we learn that it is forgiveness that has to flow. It's not optional in that relationship. Again, it's not a permission slip for somebody to treat you wrong. But, again, if you're going to work on your relationship and it moves forward, you got to forgive. Tell your neighbor, say, please forgive me. Come on, say, please forgive me. Ben, would you please forgive me? Amen, brother. I love you, man. Letter L. Well, let's jump back. Who's ready for A? I like y'all, man. Y'all are awesome. Letter A is this. It is agreeing spiritually. Agreeing spiritually. It's huge. This is a big deal. And we talked about, again, these are not optional in the marriage. These are not things that you can negotiate. I'm going to do this one, not that one today. These are non-negotiables in our marriage and our relationship. And so we we see something here. Hands down, our spiritual uh, walk is the most important thing in our marriage. It's the most important thing in our relationship. It's huge. And so we see something. We learn this. It is that God created man and woman to be together. And when he did this in the marriage relationship, it was God, man, and woman. He didn't just drop her off and leave. Come on, amen. He didn't just drop her off. And leave. He, 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 he stayed there. That's why the first marriages is that's how, that's, that's how this thing works. God becomes the center of this. This was the plan. And we know this. Eve and Adam screwed it up, moved him out of the way, put other things in the center, and we saw the fall. But this is how it works. In the relationship that you're in, in your marriage, in your relationships, Your relationship with Jesus, what you bring to the table spiritually, is the most important thing that you can bring in that marriage. Hands down. It is hands down. We see this. This is it. Now, we see something here. Jesus encounters this woman at the well. And again, excuse me, there are so many principles and things that you can learn from this. But it's wild to me to think about that in this story, we see a kind of in a conversation that unfolds between the two. We see something happen here that is just, it's, it's, it's wild to think about because he brings into the conversation about a spiritual walk, about a living water that if she drinks it, she'll never thirst again. She has this going on, but then he does something. He points out in her life that the relationships that she has 
and has had will never satisfy her. I don't know if you've ever picked up on that because, man, you're like, Jesus is encountering this woman. She's, she's there. She needs what he has. She, she is like in desperate need of this, this living water, desperate need of it. But, but he points out to her and he lets her know that the relationships that you've been in, I want you to understand, lady at the well, none of those things can give you what I can give you. Now, in the relationship goals that we have and what we want, and man, we want to have the greatest relationships with the people that we are in relationship with. Man, I hope they're amazing. I want your marriages to be made. I want your friendships to grow. I want the relationships with your children to be so close. Man, man, that you're just like, what I want the, the relationships in this, this church. I love it. I say it often that you create relationships in this church that will last for eternity. How cool is that? Hey, man, that's amazing. You may be in a relationship with some work folks who may not be on the other side with you. Now, we need to make sure we get them there. We need to do everything we can. But some of us, we need to see them for eternity. I want all those things, but not one of those relationships will satisfy you apart from this relationship with Jesus. And not what, and what happens is so many times, and it was, it's clearly what happened in this lady. This lady was looking for something and she was, she was trying her best. She was looking for something in this man that she was with, that she was trying to like, maybe this is the one I've already had several before him. They couldn't do it. Let me go to the next one. This is what happens a lot of times. We are, we're trying to find something in a, in a relationship to fill a void in our life that only Jesus can fill. And, you're, and you, you wonder why, like sometimes, and you've seen this, like, man, you're in a relationship with someone, you're like giving it all you got. They're trying to, you, they actually meet trying to do the right thing and still something's missing. And you're like, man, well, we love each other. We're there for one another. We're trying, man. We're trying to do this thing the right way. And still something's missing because in this lady's life, she had had something over and over and over within her that could not be filled. And I, I love this about Jesus. I, I love that we see this in the heart of Jesus, that it does not matter. Again, like if you, this is some of you, man, the enemy loves to let broken relationships continue to stay in your mind and to make you think you're less than because you had a broken relationship. This lady had five broken relationships, was going to be in number six, about to be broken. Amen. It was about to be done too because she still did not have what she needed yet. But Jesus is like, man, you know something about this lady? I love her. I have what she needs. I have within me. I am the answer to what she has because like he, he tells her, drink this water just soon. I love that word here in the NLT. He said, soon you'll be thirsty again. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, you'll see it. Like, you get into a relationship, and you're like, man, this is the one. And like, soon? I thought this one was going to be the end. I thought this one was going to look different. Soon. It starts changing. 
Because there is something within me and you that cannot be satisfied by someone in this room. And I love you. I need you, man. I want you in my life. But you can't satisfy, man. I love my wife, but she can't do it. We have to have a relationship with Jesus. And we see something here. He confronts this within her that now the relationships that you've had, the one you're in, none of them will do it. But verse 14, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And it's like, man, you'll see it. You will, you'll watch this happen. You get in a relationship with Jesus and that water that's living begins to flow in you and then it flows out of you. You'll start seeing that affecting the relationship that you're in. And what's happening is there are a lot of folks who are in relationship and what's flowing out of them is not living water. It's not, and so that's not a put down. It's just a fact. It's a reality. We cannot have this apart from Christ. We cannot do this apart from him. This is not possible without Jesus. This is not possible without him coming into our life, him giving us now something that will bring and satisfy within our heart only something that he gives. And there are people who have looked for it. They have people who are still searching for it. They're trying to find it in a person. They're trying to find it in a substance. They're trying to find it in a career. They're trying to find it in a church. Listen, you won't find it in any of those places if Jesus is not involved. And so he is the only place that will we'll ever be satisfied. And I'm, I love this because he addresses it because that is her greatest Need. Your greatest need ain't that you're thirsty and you need some 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 water. That's not your greatest need. I'm your greatest need. And you can't have this apart from me. So for me and you this morning, what we say is this: first of all, is this relationship with Jesus? Is it right? Have I surrendered my life to Jesus? Have I given everything over to him? Have I partaken from the well? Have I allowed him to bring inside of my heart a living water that causes me now to not try to find what I need in a person? Because this is the truth. If you're still trying to find that need to be met within a person, I don't know if you've encountered the living water yet. Not judging, but if you're trying to find it in a career, but if you're still trying, I don't know because you'll see it. It's the moment like it comes in and you drink of that water. It's like, man, all of these other things, they're awesome, but they can come and they can go. They can leave me today. As long as he's with me, I'm still good. As long as Jesus is there, no matter what happens, I have all that I need. And so when we do this, me and you, when we say, Christ, come in, give me that drink of that living water. Let that let spring now raise up within me and flow out. There's a satisfaction that comes only through Christ. And what are we to do now in this relationship? We bring that to the table. 
that's what we bring today. That's what we bring to the table. Your love walk with Jesus is, I mean, that's it. The love walk with Jesus is now becoming the center of your life. And now it becomes the center of your relationship. And so you go into the relationship saying, okay, you can't satisfy this need. Now, there's some other ones. Oh, yeah, you can help me with. But this one is the only thing that can come from you. Now, we see this, that when we're in agreement spiritually in the relationship, this is one of the principles that will cause that marriage to last when everything else around you is falling apart. It's wild what happens because Amos 3.3 says this, can two walk together without agreeing on the direction? It's true. This is talking about, again, his people, God's people walking with him, going in the same direction. He said, man, unless me and you are going in the same direction. So this is what we do in the relationship. Both of us, whoever you're, you're going after God with everything within you. You're pursuing him with all that you have. And then when you step into the relationship, it becomes a multiplication process. It doesn't just add up. It multiplies when we see God work. And so again, we have to get an agreement together spiritually. Now, Pastor Bill, this is my youth pastor verse. All right, 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Man, I preach this one like every other week, man. You know, I slid it in there somewhere because uh, it was just so good. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness? I'm just, that's like, that's a, man, that's to think about this. And so I was never like a big pushing lot, man, of dating and all this kind of stuff when you were young. But man, if you're going to, you better make sure they know Jesus. I'm telling you, not long he goes to church. No, no, she says she was Christian. No, no, Whereas if there's no fruit in their life, they're not connected to a vine. So you start looking for fruit. You start looking for those things. You start seeing not what they said. You start seeing what's being produced, what's popping out of them. What kind of stuff's happening in their life? You see, you see what God's doing in them. That's how you judge this thing. Not I go to church. And so you do it like, you see it this way. The message says that that passage is like this. Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? And this is what happens. That's not partnership. That's war. And it is. I'm telling you, it's, it's tragic. And I have sat down across the desk from too many people, younger and young, and male and female, who have said, man, I wish I would have never went on that first date. I wish I would have never started down that path. And so you have to guard against this. So you come into the relationship now. And if you're in a marriage relationship, don't look at them and say, well, listen, since you don't know Jesus, I'm leaving. No, you say, you need, you need the same Lord that I need. We need him together. Let's me and you go after God as, as one body, as one as he's called us to be and pursue him. Now, this is, I've said this. People get mad at me when I say this, but I have said it because I believe it's true or I would not have said it. I don't believe there will ever be two people who are going after Jesus, separate or divorce. I don't. Now, I am not saying that there can't be two Christians do that. God's grace is big, it's way better than I think it is. I can tell you that. 
I really believe that. It's way more amazing than we sing about. So I don't know. I'm not asking. I'm not. I, I, I will never, have never, will never. I, I have. I've, I've repented of it. But I'm not going to be somebody's judge of whether or not they know Jesus. It's not my job. It's not your job. So I'm not going to say, yeah, they know him, don't know him. I would say, hey, where's the fruit? All right, fruit's a big deal. Pops out on you when you know Jesus. It just, it just happens. One of them things. Connected to the right vine, that stuff will pop out. It just happens. But I have never seen two people pursue Christ, separate or divorce. I've never seen it. I never will. Does that mean those two people always love each other and always feel like it and always feel like being married and always? No. Mm-mm, no do. But the Holy Spirit within you, that living water, will come up within you when those, when those times begin to get difficult, those things get hard. And that's why both of us need this. I, I said all the time, there's, there's a, imagine this is, again, if God's the center, you like, man, so frustrated with one another, you're getting further and further apart. You know who you're leaving behind him? But if both of you are pursuing him, Come on, if both of you are going, he's the goal. I'm, I'm pressing towards the mark. I have my eyes fixed upon Jesus, the author. If I'm looking toward, if he, I'm going after him, you will get closer together. I promise you, every time you go after God, if your spouse is doing it too, it will bring you closer together. It will bring you, and it's what happens. And so we do it like this. We come in, what we, the Bible says, agreement. Agreement is not one person in the relationship being spiritual and the other person saying okay. Hear this, please hear this. It is not, no, there's no, in no marriage and no relationship, it's not going to work in the church. I'm going to tell you what's going to make this church what God's called to be. Every one of us going after God together. Saying, more Holy Spirit, Lord. I want more of you in my life, Jesus. I want it too. I'm not going to leave it up to somebody on the worship team to worship Jesus. I'm not going to leave it up to the pastor to read the Bible. I'm going to go after God too. I'm going with you. We're going to go up the mountain together. That's what it looks like. But in the relationship... It's not one person saying and being spiritual and the other person saying, okay. The word agreement, when you see it in Scripture, I don't throw out a lot of big Greek words because I can't pronounce them all. All right, That's one of the reasons, but this one's bad. I love this, this word. You need to know this word. The word agree, when you see it in Scripture, it is the word symphoneo. And it is where we get our word symphony from. So this is what this is. This is not in the relationship, one person being spiritual and the other person sitting out in the crowd watching. This, this is not like you follow him and that's going to affect me too and I'm good with what you, no, no. Symphoneo, this is the word, it, mean, it means to sound together in one accord or to be in harmony. 
This is something today, listen, in the relationship that God wants to have with you. He's saying, I've put a sound in you. I'm going to do mine, but you let your sound out and watch what I do. Watch what happens when those sounds come together and we get an agreement with God. And in the relationship, this is both of you letting out of you the sound that God has placed within your heart, releasing that into the in the crowd. So not one of you, there's not one person like, well, I'm not spiritual. I don't know this stuff. I don't know the Bible like they know the Bible. You still have a sound inside of you if you have the living water there. Amen. There's still something that needs to come out. So you do it like this. You release your gift. Whoo, they release their gift and then it starts making a sound that the Bible says it affects heaven and earth. This what he does. It doesn't just affect the physical relationship, the emotional. It affects heaven and earth when we walk together and make the sound that God has given us. I love this. Matthew 18, 19, he's, he puts this passage in there in one of the most difficult things that, you can, that can happen in the church, church discipline. This is one of the hardest things that can happen in a church, having to deal with some of these things. So he's saying this, in the hardest place within the church, you get an agreement, and I'll show up. Man, this is good. He said in 18, 19 of Matthew, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. He had just got through talking about binding on earth, binding in heaven, loosening on earth, loosening. Man, he's, he's talking about, man, what will happen when we get together in Symphoneo? I wish I could sing, man. I can't, so I'm not. But man, just but spiritually, we got a sound. Husband, some husbands in this room is like, man. They said they're thinking, man. The wife's the spiritual one. I'm just, I'm just going to work and make some. No, no. You got a sound within you, bro. God has placed a gift within you. He's wanting something to come out of you that He's put in you. And when you release the sound, watch what will happen. And then I, we, there was a song back in the day: Daddy sang bass, Mama sang tenor. Some of y'all don't know nothing about that song. And I, I'm sorry if you don't. I mean, you missed out on life. Hey, Amen. Guys, help us. Parents, help us introduce that song. But man, there was just, I mean, it's just something about coming together with a sound, bringing that together. And then when we do this, heaven moves. Why would we do this every Sunday? Open up our altars, give opportunity to pray. We've done this with our prayer team. Find out what the need is, if they feel comfortable sharing it so you can do something. Agree with them. I went and taught that in church. I used to come up, man, you just had to depend on the Holy Spirit for everything, bro, back in the day. You, and a lot of times we missed it. Somebody's down there, man, and their, their ankles hurt. We're like, Lord, heal their back in the name of Jesus. Wasn't nothing wrong with their back, man. And it well, you could have saved a whole life. You're like, hey, bro, what's good? What can I, how can I pray for you? Huge. This is amazing. So, so that's why we do it here. So we'll do it today. Like if you have a need. So my Pastor Bill was saying that earlier. Let's pray for one another. Let's agree together. Let's get together. Watch what God does. And when we do this, man, heaven moves. 
And fellows, listen, please let, understand, we've, we've dealt, we dug into this a little bit, but in, in verse 23 of Ephesians 5, it says, For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. So that means, guys, we don't wait. We lead the way. Thankful for men of God who are rising up, ladies and women of God who are getting, rising up and becoming men. I mean, I mean powerhouses. And what will happen when that happens individually, it brings together a corporate anointing upon the house. And so it's beautiful what he does. And so I, I want to do something. And some of y'all are like, man, there's five points in the, uh, in the U version. The pastor ain't there yet. No, no, th- these five things I left here for this end because I want to tell you some things practically that you can do. I want to make this, this week I felt like, man, this is one of the most spiritual and practical messages God's ever given me. Like just so much. I always try to make it applicable to to everyday life. But this is stuff that you can do. And I hope you'll do this. Like if you're saying, man, I I want to grow in the relationships. I want to come together in agreement. I want to give you five practical things that you can do in the relationships that you have. Number one is do this. Pray together. Pray together. These are things, again, that we do with us and God, but we also do this with the people we're in a relationship with. If you're in a relationship, marriage, you, you do this with your spouse. Make this happen. I, and I'll say this, and I've always tried to be just transparent. This was one of the things that the enemy loved to try to make weird. He does, man. I don't know why. I know why he does it, because it's so powerful. I don't blame him. If, was, if I was going to make if I was the devil, I'm not. If I was, that that would be one of the things that I would do is like, hey, let me let me make that real awkward. You'll you'll see it like sometimes just in like asking someone to pray, and they're like, you know, I don't know. Just say the blessing, bro. God is great if you have to. Whatever you gotta do. Say but just just and it's like, why? Because it's so powerful. And we've learned in right here, we will pray first. We want to do that before we, we're not, not down the line. We want to pray together. And I, 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 I'm thankful God's helped me, and I still have to crucify this mindset that the enemy tries to place on me. I, I've been in the Amazon jungle up the river, I mean, sharing the gospel, doing play. It's easier to pray in those places than it has been in my own home at times. So do I say, well, it's weird and uncomfortable, so I'm not. No, man, we come against that. We pray together. We come. And I'm telling you, man, there's nobody I would rather pray for me than my wife. I'm I'm serious. There's something about that when we do that. And I I, I saw this early in our dating relationship before I was ever married. She had a physical situation that happened. It was going to be a while before I felt better, tore something, tore muscle. And, man, and she was, like, on the phone, house phones by then. We didn't have cell phones. And and this was, I'm telling you, it was wild. I was telling her about what happened when I hurt myself in karate class. Yeah, yeah. So if y'all uh, don't 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 play me, don't play me. I know some stuff. All right. So, uh, but I hurt myself, and I was like, so I went home, limped home, and I told her, I said, man, you know, I was talking to her on the phone, and she said, well, let's pray. I said, all right. Prayed. God healed me instantly. And I'm, I'm marrying her. I'm marrying that woman. She gonna marry me and like it. Amen. This just gonna happen. I'm. T- it was just like, whoo. And I still feel that way today. Nobody else again because there's power. The relationships that you get involved with people in your life, man. When you pray together, it becomes so powerful. Secondly, man, make sure that you're doing this. Get in the Word. 
Make sure you're in the Word. Make sure you're spending time in, in Scripture together, man. version has made this so easy. They've like made this so easy to do. We used to have to go to the bookstore, spend money, get something. Sit I mean, man, it's just easy today to do this. There's so many ways you can do it. So make sure you're getting in the Word. And, and these things, I, I tell, if it is a marriage relationship, I tell them, I'm like, Don't, you got to figure out what works for you. All right, so you got to figure out what works best for you. If you, if you say, like, well, we're going to do this at 6 o'clock in the morning, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to go, and then what happens when you miss it at 6 o'clock? You feel all like defeated or whatever. But make prayer and scripture just a part of your life. Have conversations around it. Send text to one another. Scripture's encouraging each other. Sharing things. Get in reading plans together. Do those things together. God will work in that. It's, it's, it's beautiful what he'll do. So pray together. Get in the word. And so, again, this is, this is something that we practically need to do. Not, not again, I'm not going to let you read and then just tell me what you read. I'm going to read too. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to share. We're going to, we're going to grow in this thing together. I, I love, man, the reading plan that many of you guys are in. And, and it's just so cool. I, I've seen changes in the lives of in, in your life because the Word's been getting in you consistently. I mean, it's bringing something to your life. And so, again, watch what God will do. The thirdly is this, worship together. Do all of these things individually, but do them together. Worship together. That, that doesn't mean just coming to church is not worship. And I don't mean that because I want you to come to church. I'm serious. And there's a lot of pastors say, hey, you good if you just show up. And, I, and it's good. We need you. We want you here. But I want you to have a life of worship, a lifestyle of worship. I want you to live in a certain way, again, where you're recognizing and understanding that he alone is deserving of all praise. He alone is deserving of all worship. So again, worship together. Fourthly, man, make sure you're doing this. Become a part of the church. I mean, become a part of the church. If you haven't been through Faith Track, go through Faith Track. If you're not already serving, get involved. Become a part of this. This is huge. I cannot stress this enough. I truly believe this. I've been doing ministry now 25 years, and I have seen what happens when couples serve together, when they get in that God's house and become a part of that church, loving together, living different, seeing God move. It, it does something. Become a part Blair, who stands behind me, I, 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 I want to I read something that she wrote because she writes better than I do. Actually, that's why I'm, <clears throat> she writes better than me. So I, I, I want to read. This was her status this past week, and I shared it, and it was awesome. And, and Wednesday night, we had a corporate worship time. Our faith kids, our faith students, adults all came together and worship, and the presence of God was just here. It was so beautiful, man, what God did. I'm telling you, get together in agreement. Watch him move. But she, she took a video and, 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 and of, of Liam, and uh, they were worshiping, and she posted it. But what she said with that, just like, oh, it was so beautiful. This was her word. She says, I cannot tell you enough of what glorious good the community of Faith Renewed Church has done for my family. When you find a good thing like a strong, supportive, loving, and encouraging community in a church, Plant roots and serve. You'll see the seeds you've planted bloom in your family. Just pops out. I promise you, it just grows. It's beautiful. Would you stand?
And as you stand, I want to share this last, I mean, practical, real, do this. Please do this. This is important. To walk together in spiritual agreement. To be be the one as, as, as God's called you to be as one. You may have to do this. Number five is clean house. Clean house. Like, I mean, spiritually clean house. Clean your house also. But spiritually clean house. Like just look at things, man, in your life and say, hey, is that that good? How's that working out for us? How's it working out doing those things? Is that really, I'm just going to get honest for a second. Watching those things, how's that going? Is that encouraging me, drinking those things, saying those things, doing those things? How's, how's that working out? You may have to clean house. It's worth it. You make room and say, God, come in. He'll walk in the room. And when he does, everything changes. I'm going to ask you this morning, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes if you don't mind. First of all, this today. Have you been drinking from a well that hasn't satisfied you? I feel this. Only you can confirm this by your obedience to the Holy Spirit right now. But I feel there's there's some in this room who have been today drinking from a well. And you just keep going back and you're saying, man, I'm still thirsty. I'm still missing something. Something's still not right in my life. And it's the Spirit of God who wants to come in and change you, fill you, give you living water today. And just as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, can, I'm not going to embarrass you. you don't, you're not going to have to come down. You can. Our altars always will be open in this church. But this is so important. This is so important that you're honest in this moment. Whether this is your first time or you're a faithful member of this house. Today, you're just being real with me. You're being real with yourself and with, with the Holy Spirit. You say, man, I've been drinking from things and I'm still not satisfied. I want the Spirit of God in my life. I need Jesus at work in me right now. Spiritually, I have a spiritual need. I want to pray for those needs in this room. So if you have a spiritual need, we a lot of times pray for our families, our physical situations, but this is the most important thing you can bring to the table is your spiritual walk. So if you have a spiritual need in your life of any kind, you just say, I want to grow, I want to know Jesus more. I have a spiritual need. I, or I want to surrender my life. Whatever that means, if it's a spiritual need, would you lift up both hands as high to heaven as you can get those? You have a spiritual need in your life. God bless you. Yeah, who else? Just raise it up. This is nothing to be embarrassed about. Not one thing, again, am I going to do today to embarrass you? I promise you. God bless you. God bless you. Who else? Just raise it up. I have a spiritual need in my life. I want to pray spiritually today that God moves in your life. You can place your hand down now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the hands that were raised. Lord, today, God, I pray that you'll release your Holy Spirit of living water in them. Lord, today, if it's a, if it's a time where they need to surrender their life, give their life to you, lay everything down to you right now, I just pray, God, today that you'll bless spiritually in this room. Every need, God, every need today, in the name of Jesus, we just release your Holy Spirit to move on behalf of every situation. And we ask this today in the name of Jesus, we pray. 
Amen. 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 Our worship team is going to do this. They're going to sing a, a closing song. And I want to do this because it's powerful. It's powerful. Please understand it's powerful. We're going to spend time in worship. Not watching someone worship. Not letting someone entertain us. But in worship to the Father. I want to invite you today to practically apply one of the things that's going to help you become stronger spiritually. And that is worship to the Father. And as we worship, as they minister in song, guys, you can roll when you're ready. As they lead us in time of worship, let's worship with them. And today we want to pray for any needs in this room. So if you have a need, you need prayer, you can grab somebody beside you, around you. We have altar team that's stepping down and coming to pray, making themselves available. We want to do this. We want to agree with you spiritually. We want to agree with you. Come in agreement and watch heaven and earth move. So as the worship team ministers a song, you have a need of any kind, come. You need prayer for any reason. Someone in your family you know needs prayer. Whatever it may be, you just say, I, have a pr- I need prayer today. This worship team is going to lead us. This prayer team is going to pray with you. And we're going to gather, going to worship and honor the Lord. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.